You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at bbmglobalnetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. and think there must be more than this to life are you looking for more joy freedom and purpose in your life this is living a courageous authentic life with your host jennifer monahan many of us may be focused on getting ahead and achieving our goals but we may soon realize that something is missing jennifer was there and now she's here to help you reclaim your personal power find joy and realize your full potential now, please welcome the host of Living a Courageously Authentic Life, Jennifer Monahan. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're going to talk about trust and specifically trusting the universe. And this is probably one of the most difficult life lessons I've had to learn. And to be, you know, full disclosure, I am still learning this, you know, how to trust the universe. I'm pretty good actually at trusting people. Uh, My intuition usually lets me know who I can trust and who I cannot trust. But what I found is when I see the positive in people, and I have interactions with them and I see the best in them that nearly every time they deliver the best of them back to me. And I'll give you an example. Uh, years ago when I was in my 20s, I was in New Haven, Connecticut, uh, and I was out dancing uh, with some friends. And we stayed until the closing time of the club. And then, I don't know, it was one or two in the morning, we're walking through this dark city to where the car was parked. And as we're walking, a group of young men came walking toward us and they had this dog with them. And for those of you who don't know, I love dogs. Actually, I love all animals, but, you know, dogs are amazing. And this dog was, I mean, he he was a pit bull mix and he had a, a collar and it had studs and, you know, he had a leash with studs on it. He was looking all tough and everything. Um, and I immediately, you know, I kind of scanned energetically the guys. I didn't see really any threat from the people walking them. So I immediately got down to the dog's level and I'm talking to the guys and I'm asking him questions like, oh, is he friendly? What's his name? And I'm letting the dog sniff my hand and, you know, I'm petting the dog and just uh, having a, a decent conversation with these guys. Meanwhile, my friends are trying to pull me away. They're like, come on, Jennifer, we got to go. Let's go. Let's go. So finally, after having a, a quick but pleasant conversation with them, I wished them a good night. I wished them luck with their dog. And I left with my friends. And my friends were both really angry with me and scared. And they, they were like, didn't you see the gang colors they were wearing? And I hadn't. Um, but I again, I'd used my intuition. I didn't feel anything off, off about them. And I'd also 
believe that we connected over the dog and I believe the best in them and that allowed us to connect. This, this idea of trusting and seeing the best in people carries over into my life today as well. And some people say I'm naive, but I really do believe that every one of us, given the opportunity, will do the best that we can. I'll give you another example, and then we'll shift into trusting the universe, which is where I struggle. Uh, I have a friend. Uh, I met him about a year ago, and he, like me, splits his time between Guatemala and the San Francisco Bay Area. He is from Guatemala, and he's also building a house in Guatemala. For those of you who don't know, I built a house uh, this past year in Guatemala. It was finished in January. But that's really where the similarity between the two of us stops. He goes through life with this attitude and this belief that everyone is trying to rip him off, and everybody's trying to steal from him and take advantage of him. I rarely feel that way about a person. And when I do, as I mentioned, I pay attention to it because that's usually my intuition telling me that, hey, be careful around this person. You you can see where what we bring into a relationship or an interaction with another person is what we get out of it. And this perspective of people, this idea of trust and the impact that it can have on your relationship is really demonstrated well when you compare my experience building the house and the one of my Guatemalan friend building his house. Uh, in fact, he, he just shakes his head. He can't believe it. He keeps asking me, what's so different about me? Because he can't believe how different our experiences have been. So when I built my house, I hired a person that I'd met about six months prior. I trusted him. I asked him not only to build the house, but oversee all aspects of managing the building of the house for me, including dealing with any municipality requirements, getting me budgets, managing the monthly money I would send him uh, to his bank and all of that. My friend thought I was crazy to do that. He said, you just send him a bunch of money. He tells you how much you need. I said, yeah, I get an accounting of how much it is, and this is what I do. Um Long story short, the guy that I hired to build my house not only built it within budget and in shorter time than had been originally estimated, but he took care of all sorts of smaller details for me. And he told me that his perspective while building my house was that he was building it for someone who was like a family member, a sister to him. So my house is extremely well built. It's something that my builder is extremely proud of. Um, And he has welcomed me into his family as his sister. Now, my friend's house, the one who thinks everybody's ripping him off, it's still not done. And guess what? His workers aren't showing up. They are stealing things, and they're not working a full day. So he's getting exactly what he put out, which is, I think, an important message for all of us, right? People will live up to the expectations that you have of them. When, When we talk about trusting, though, the universe, that's a little bit more challenging for me. Um... I've struggled with this. I've struggled in letting go and letting the universe take care of me. So I thought today we talk about trusting the universe. Uh, This is a journey I've been on. I'm sure some of you are on it as well. And I'm going to share a lot of personal stories about when it's worked and quite frankly, when it hasn't worked for me, when I haven't trusted. Um, And we'll talk about how to do it or at least how to work towards it. So uh, I think it's going to be a a good conversation today. If you have any questions or comments, give me a call at 866-451-1451. So let's start first about talking about how amazing it can be when you do trust the universe and how things can come together. And just a little background about trusting the universe. 
for me, trusting the universe means allowing a higher force into my life and allowing that higher force to orchestrate things for me that maybe I never even would have considered or if I had considered it, maybe doing it in such a way that it's easier, it's faster, it's less stressful, um, and, and perhaps things come together in a way that I could never have imagined. So let me share a story with you. Back in 2005, I decided I was ready for a change. Uh, I had lived in New England for, uh, in the United States for my entire life. And at that time, I was living in a house that was way too big for me. It was a 3,400 square foot house on two acres of land. And it was just me, a dog and a cat living in this house. So too big for me, too much work for me. And I was like, I'm ready for a change. And one of my friends and I had an annual tradition where we'd go to this bed and breakfast up in New Hampshire. And New Year's Eve, we'd cook dinner with the inn owners and have a, a nice celebration. And then we get up in the morning and we'd sit down and we'd share what are our New Year's resolutions. And we'd talk about them and how we were going to accomplish them. And I woke up on New Year's morning and I knew that I needed to move. I needed to, to have a, a different living experience. And I told my friend that I was going to sell the house. I was going to move. She thought I was crazy um, because the house was a beautiful house. And she said, well, where, where are you going to move to? And I said, gee, I don't know. And we pulled up a map of the United States. And I said, I want to be near an ocean. I want to be in a city. And within two or three minutes, I said, you know, it's San Francisco, California. I want to move to San Francisco. Um, she thought I was crazy about that, too. It was 3,000 miles away from where most of my friends and all of my family were. Um, but the idea felt so right to me that I knew I had to try. Uh, I really didn't have a plan on how I was going to do it, but I held fast to the idea that I wanted to move to San Francisco. When we come back to, from the break, I'll share exactly what happened. Again, if you have any questions, give me a call at 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. French Rastafarian baker Chef Oug Mat is a fourth-generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across three continents. Born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations and classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Sheikh Uvmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling extensively and combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Ugmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.frenchchefoug.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon appétit and bless up. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health, which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far infrared and negative ion emitting FDA approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table, or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water. 
frequency machines utilize certain frequencies to kill viruses and bacteria. These devices are safe and effective. Coming from a health-conscious background and studying physiology at the Academy of Natural Health, Joseph A. Moylan has 15 years of experience in the health field and wants to help you live a healthy, long life. Visit www.ionhealthbiomats.weebly.com or call 765-520-2988. Don't let your health go astray. Get in touch today. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we're talking about trusting the universe. And just before the break, I was sharing an example from my life back in 2005 when I decided that I was going to move to San Francisco, give up my home and everything that I had on the East Coast. And I just knew in my heart that that's what I wanted to do, and it felt perfectly right to me. I didn't have a plan, which is unusual for me. Uh, People who know me well will tell you that I'm probably one of the most organized, detail-oriented people in the world. And this was really one of the first times in my life where I said, I don't really have a plan. I know I have a big idea of what I need to do. The house needs to sell. I need to find a place, and I need to pack everything up. But I didn't have a detailed plan. And that, I think, was key for me because since I didn't have a plan, I was much more flexible about how it was going to happen, which is key to trusting in the universe, having that flexibility. So I went into work the next day on January 2nd, the day after New Year's, and I put a call out to the Western regional head of the consulting company I was working with, and I said, hey, I'm thinking about moving out to San Francisco. You got room for one more person? He said, yeah, come on over. Easy breezy. And then I told the people in my office that I was going to move to San Francisco. I'm going to move to the West Coast office and I'm going to sell my house. And one of my coworkers who had been at my house just before the holidays, I had this huge party where I invited people from work, my family, my friends, there were easily 150 people at my house for this party, had this huge party. She said, you're selling your house? And I said, yeah. And she said, I'll buy it. So just like that, in one day, I got approval to move to the West Coast and work out of our office there, and I sold my house. The house sale process itself went really quickly. Uh, there were virtually no problems. There was one little hiccup that we worked through. My coworker and I set a closing date for March, which meant I had to find a place to live um, and, and find, you know, head out to San Francisco in February to find a place that would be available for me in March or the beginning of April. At that time in 2005, the uh, very similar to now in San Francisco, the rental market was extremely difficult and extremely competitive. And I needed to find a place that would take me, my dog, my cat, and have a secure parking place for my car because I did not want to put my car out on the street. And pretty much everybody I talked to told me it was impossible. I chose to ignore them. I flew out to San Francisco. It was the weekend of uh, Valentine's Day, actually, and I gave myself one weekend to find an apartment that met my needs with the dog, the cat, the car. Everybody said it couldn't be done, and yet I didn't find one apartment. I actually found three that met all of my requirements. I chose the one that I liked the best and then moved in uh, in April, the beginning of April, to my new home on the West Coast. This example is one that I always refer to, um, both for myself to remind me as well as to others to share how uh, the universe can help us and what can happen when you trust the universe and move forward with faith. 
you would think, uh, having all these things line up for me, like they did. So I moved to San Francisco that it would be easy for me to have absolute faith and trust in the universe. But unfortunately, at least for me, it's not that easy. Like so many other people, I want to try to control my life and control every aspect of it and have that list and say, something's going to happen by this day. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do that by this date. And these are the three things that are going to come together. And control is actually the opposite of trust. So when I try to control something, a situation, a person, how a dream I have is going to manifest, what I'm basically saying is, universe, I don't trust you. I don't trust that you're going to get this done. And so therefore I have to detail every little aspect, uh, just kind of hover over you and tell you exactly how it's going to be. And what happens when I do that is I get results similar to what my Guatemalan friend is getting right now. who's building his house, right? He's not trusting his workers. They're not doing their job. I don't trust the universe. Things don't manifest. It's uh, a pretty simple formula. Uh, but again, not an easy one to release. So let's talk a little bit about what prevents us from trusting in the universe. And, you know, when I say universe, you can, I I use that term purposely. I I keep it vague. You can change that to a different word if it's, you know, a higher power, your higher self, if you want to say God or the angels or Allah or Muhammad, whatever it is, whatever it is that you need to trust in that, that higher part of our world that we live in. Swap that out for universe. I'm going to use universe. So what prevents us from trusting in the universe? And let me share some ideas. And the first one I've already talked about, but we'll dig deeper into it. And that is trying to control everything. Control basically stems from fear. Where maybe we're afraid of the change. Maybe we're afraid of what might happen. Or maybe we're afraid of what we won't get or that we won't get exactly what we want. And so from that place of fear, we hold on tightly to what we do want and try to make it exactly as we envision it. And in doing so, we shut down any openings or opportunities that may be coming our way. While there's no way to prove this, I do believe that I have, if I had gone into my San Francisco move with any type of fear or control or a detailed plan, it probably wouldn't have gone as smoothly and I might never have ended up living there. Right. So control and fear is uh, probably the biggest thing that prevents us from trusting in this process that the universe has for us. Another thing that prevents us from trusting in the universe is thinking that the universe is some type of a a separate entity that comes along and maybe grants us our wishes or, or maybe doesn't. And we don't quite understand what causes a wish to be granted or not. You know, we can think of, maybe we think of the universe as like a a fairy godmother, like in Cinderella and she comes along with her wand. She goes, Oh, yep. Bippity boppity boo. You're going to get your wish for a house and mm, no, you're not going to get your wish for that car, but you over there, you're going to get that wish for that relationship. It actually isn't, um, that actually isn't how it is. Uh, we are the universe and the universe is us. So rather than it being a separate entity, starting to view it as something that is part of us will help us. A third reason why uh, we may not trust the universe is that we don't like it when things do go as we wanted them to, or if we don't get what we wanted. So we, we, we may ask ourselves, why didn't I get this? Um, 
And then we'll turn around and say, hey, the universe didn't provide it. So therefore, we can't trust the universe because I didn't get exactly what I wanted. I have a cousin who was looking for a house. She's a single mom. She's got a couple little kids and she wanted to buy a house and she found a house that was, quote, perfect. And she fell in love with this house and she wanted this house more than anything in the world. And um, she didn't get it. The house didn't come through. Um, and so she was pretty upset and she was blaming the universe for taking something away that she wanted. And I'll share the rest of her story after our break. Um, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll talk a little bit more when we come back about uh, why we may not trust the universe. And then we'll start looking into ways we can. Call in with your questions, 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Stapula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis drives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I am your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're talking about trusting the universe. And just before the break, I was sharing some ways that uh, prevent us from trusting the universe, such as trying to control everything. Uh, thinking that the universe is some type of separate entity like a fairy godmother that comes and grants us our wishes or maybe doesn't. Um, and then um, maybe not liking what we get at the end of this uh, process or don't get it at the end of this process. And finally, I'd say the last reason why we may not trust the universe or we make it difficult to trust the universe is that we may feel that somehow we're entitled to whatever it is that we want. Um, and this feeling of entitlement is in, 
exact opposition to the love-based giving that the universe come from. So when we are not coming from a place of love, when we're not coming from a place of gratitude for what we have and for what we are hoping to receive or manifest or create in our lives, that too can make it difficult for us to trust the universe. So first and foremost, um, when we trust the universe, we have to let go of control. We have to let go of our fears. And I mentioned before the break, the, the fears around not getting what we wanted, not getting exactly what we wanted, not getting it on the time frame we wanted, whatever those fears are, we have to let go of them. And we have to let go of our need to know exactly how everything is going to manifest when and by whom. So my story about moving to California is a great one. I had no no expectations. I had no ideas or set expectations around who was going to buy my house or whatever. It just fell into place beautifully and simply and easily. So when we talk about letting go of control and letting go of our fears, what that means is we need to develop and continue to develop because I do think it's a lifelong journey. Um, this ability to learn to be flexible and go with the flow. So when we do that, when we're trusting the universe and we're going with the flow, doors can open for us that we may not have considered. I never would have considered that one of my coworkers was going to buy my house, for example. Um, trusting requires us not necessarily knowing how it's all going to work out, but having faith that it will in the end. And um, I, I'll share a couple stories about this. I shared before the break my cousin who, who had a... Um, this house that she wanted to buy and she loved it and then it fell through and she was really discouraged and I told her and other people told her you know it just opens the door for something better to come in and not more than two or three weeks later as she started to embrace this idea of okay something better is going to come in an even more perfect house landed in her lap that cost less money and it had a swimming pool which for her kids was an amazing thing Add this and add that and the financing was even better and all of this. And she realized that if she had been holding on to that image of that first house, she never would have looked at the second one. So we don't need to know how it's going to work out. We don't have to have that exact picture of exactly how it's going to be. But we have to have faith that it will all work out in the end. And I'll give you another example. As some of you know, last year, I decided to do something really different with my life again. Uh, I had quit my consulting job in August of 2016, and then I spent uh, the fall and January, February 2017 promoting and doing my book tour for my book, This Trip Will Change Your Life. And then February 2017, I'm like, okay, now what do I do? I knew I could hang out in San Francisco, but... I wanted to travel. I had absolutely nothing holding me to San Francisco aside from friends and loving the city. So I decided to give up my rent control department. I sold a bunch of stuff and I put everything else that I wanted to keep in storage. And then I just packed a carry-on bag and did a nearly year-long journey around, around the planet. When I told people that this was what I was going to do, they had one of two responses. Uh, response one was they were jealous. I wish I could do this. Response two, and a lot of people had response two, is 
they thought I was totally insane and crazy. Like, what are you doing? You're walking away from, you know, you've walked away from your good paying job. You're walking away from a rent control department in San Francisco, where it's virtually impossible to find an apartment, let alone a rent controlled one. And you're putting everything in storage. How are you going to find a place to live when you come back? You're not going to have a job. The apartment market in San Francisco is difficult and no one's going to rent to you. And that, quite frankly, was the big fear, right? We talked about control and fear. And what is it that you're afraid of? My fear of living this new kind of lifestyle is that I was going to end up homeless. And, you know, fears are great because they take us down this rabbit hole. And I had pictures of myself with my wheelie suitcase, you know, sleeping on the side of a park somewhere in San Francisco because I had nowhere to go, which would I don't think it would ever would have come to that. But fear is crazy that way. Um, so I, I started to think along those lines. What if I did not find a place? What if I ended up homeless? And it was a big enough fear that I actually considered not doing my trip and playing it safe. But then I realized that I would regret not doing this trip for the rest of my life, uh, that this type of freedom that I had at the time may never be there again. And I decided to just jump in and trust that everything would work out in the end. So my first stop on my trip was Guatemala. And when I first got to Guatemala, I was still a little concerned about where am I going to live at the end of this? That fear was still hanging around with me. And that's the thing about fears, right? They don't ever really go away. You can recognize them, you can name them, but at some point you just got to jump in and say, I'm doing it in spite of the fear. I'm doing it while I'm holding the hand of the fear. So I was still feeling a little concerned about where I'd live. But luckily I met this wonderful woman from France, uh, not long after I got into Guatemala, uh, we've become really good friends. And when I met her, it was her last day in the town that I was in. And we went really well and we decided to trade services. And we did it over uh, Skype after she got back to France. I did a shamanic session for her. And she did uh, a reading for me because she channels messages. And she said, come with a list of questions. And so one of the questions I asked her was about finding and being able to have a place to live once I was done with the, what I called my nomad year. And what her response was, was, and this is a direct quote, San Francisco is a good town for you. When you are ready to return from your trip, it is the place for you to go. But create your house before you go. We're going to take another quick here, when we come back, I'll share more about how that message helped with my fear and caused me to have greater trust in the universe. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, give me a call, 866-451-1451. We'll be right back. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. 
Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia Daly Life is a Renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daly Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. And we're back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I am your host, Jennifer Mann, and we're talking about trusting the universe. And just before the break, I was sharing that when I started my year-long nomad trip, I was nervous and fearful that I wouldn't be able to find a place to live once I uh, was ready to have a, a typical situation. When I first got to Guatemala, I met this wonderful woman who did a ring for me, and her response to my question about, gee, am I going to have a place to live, was San Francisco is a good town for you. When you are ready to return from your trip, this is the place for you to go. It is the place for you to go. But create your house before you go. So I heard that, and I took a lot of comfort in that. That really helped with my fear, and I interpreted her message as I'd be going back to San Francisco, and having a home wouldn't be a problem, but to really just spend some time before I went back to San Francisco visualizing and manifesting the home that I wanted before I got there. So with that, I was able to relax and enjoy my trip. And because I was so calm, I was open and flexible, one of the key things about trusting the universe. And that's where all the magic started to happen. So it turns out that my friend's message, my friend's message was in fact a literal message and not a figurative one. Just before I left Guatemala, before heading to Asia via San Francisco, I spent about a week in San Francisco before I went to Asia. A piece of land here fell in my lap. I mean, the price was amazing. The location was exactly uh, where I would want to be, and I bought it. I worked uh, with my friend, as I shared early in the show, to get it built. So in my last week in Guatemala, I bought the land. I designed the house. I went shopping for all the stuff for the house, the floors, the faucets, the windows, you know, all the stuff. I did a ceremony on the land uh, to get permission to build the house there and to make sure it was in line with the, the energy and the environment of the land. I bought a pickup truck and I broke ground for construction. As a matter of fact, yesterday was the one year anniversary of breaking ground for my house. So I literally created my house before I went to San Francisco, just as she said, but create your house before you go. Now, if someone had told me that I was going to have a house here in Guatemala, I would have laughed at that person. 
But here I am. And I'm here because I trusted the universe would find me a home after I went on my nomadic journey. And I didn't have any kind of preconceived notions, except that I was thinking, gee, maybe I you know, want to go back to San Francisco. Rather than worrying and obsessing, I went with the flow of my trip, remained open to opportunities that weren't even on my radar screen, and just relaxed and enjoyed the journey. I truly believe that when we trust the universe, our life journey takes us to places we could never have imagined. And I can say with 100% certainty that that's happened with me in my life. The second thing you need to do to trust the universe is to have patience. And patience is another one of those things that I'm not really good at. Um, And I know there's a lot of us who are like that as well. Uh, Often when we want something, we want it right then. I want it now. And a culture in the United States has made it really easy for instant or near instant gratification. When I'm in San Francisco, because uh, I do spend time there as well, I can order pretty much anything I want online, and it can be delivered to my door. In in some cases, you know, food definitely with under an hour, but anything from Amazon within one to two hours, right? So it can be right there. I can instantaneously download music, books, and movies. And so we've created this culture where we really do not have to wait for much. We can have it right away. But the universe doesn't work. Eh, Sometimes it works instantaneously, but other times it does not. And so therefore, we have to learn how to have patience. And there is a uh, an anticipation and a joy and a gift in waiting. And the best example I can come up with is for those of you that celebrate Christmas or even, you know, think about your birthday, right? If you don't celebrate Christmas, do you remember when you were a little kid counting down the days until Christmas Day or your birthday? Um, there was something really magical and special about that time. Uh, and I'll talk about Christmas, right? But for Christmas, it was, oh my gosh, it's almost here. And, and you saw the preparations going on. Maybe the Christmas tree was going up in the town green or in your home. Uh, the music was different on the radio. Your mom or your grandmother started making special foods that only you would have at that time of year. There is this anticipation. There is no way that you could, in fact, make the days go faster or skip over a couple of weeks to make Christmas come when you wanted it to. You had to be patient. And in your patience, the day itself became even sweeter and even more special. And it's the same with having patience with the universe. You can continue to envision what it is you want, much as you might have envisioned about, you know, the toys you wanted when you were a little kid. You can have all sorts of positive emotions about it. You could do small things such as, you know, preparing a favorite meal or a special dish as you journey towards whatever it is that you want. But in the end, When you're working with the universe, you have to wait for it to unfold in its own time because the universe has a plan and uh, the plan is going to be followed. We can't force that. Another thing, and I touched a little bit on this before as well, but another thing you can do to build your trust in the universe is to stop thinking of the universe as this separate entity like a fairy godmother that goes about granting wishes or not granting them based on some type of preconceived notion of what's considered worthy or right by the universe. So here's the truth. You and the universe are the same. You are part of the universe and the universe exists within you. 
you're not actually dependent on the universe waiting for the universe to do something coming down as a separate entity to grant a wish you are the universe so when you begin to trust in the universe it's the exact same thing as trusting in yourself and when you trust in yourself you're coming from a place of inner strength and conviction and confidence. And as you go through life, you begin to naturally manifest more and more of what you want. That belief in yourself is exactly the same as belief in the universe. You know your inner power. You know that it's sourced from yourself and from the universe, right? The two together. You're a drop of water in an ocean, but you're still part of that big ocean. And, and this is a much better position to be in as you're looking to create than coming from a place of weakness or dependency or um, lack of any type of strength or power. We look for, not obsessively, but we, we are open to our opportunity. We explore how we might be holding ourselves back from achieving what we want, whether it's because of our personas, our limiting beliefs, or something else. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about how to have trust in the universe. Call in with your questions, 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. There are artists and then there's Alice Asmar. This award-winning artist has spent her entire life devoted to her artistic pursuits and has had a lifelong fascination with American Indians of the southwestern United States. Her book, Dance to the Great Spirit, showcases her drawings and paintings inspired by sacred rituals of the Pueblo Indians, and four of her lithographs are in permanent collection at the National Museum of American History and the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. She is one of four artists in the United States to win a Woolley Fellowship for study in Paris at L'École des Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www.asmarart.com, www.aliceasmarinternational.com and email alice at aliceasmar at aol.com. Are you looking for employment and live in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is the place for you. Are you an employer looking to fill a position or quite a few positions in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is for you. Employers, JobsAnnex.com is your resource for career-minded people. JobsAnnex.com is the convenient place for job seekers and employers to hook up and move forward. Jobs Annex has been serving Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties for over 14 years. Jobs Annex is a former employment search firm. We've evaluated many thousands of resumes and we understand what employers want and what job applicants need to be successful in their interviews. At Jobs Annex, we provide you with the tools to tell your story for free. Our resources at JobsAnnex.com will help each applicant construct an award-winning resume, an eye-catching cover letter, and key interview questions to ask in various types of interviews. Best of all, it's free. JobsAnnex.com. That's J-O-B-S-A-N-N-E-X.com. Welcome back. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and today we're talking about trusting the universe. Just before the break, I was sharing how, um, you know, one of the things we have to recognize is that we are not separate from the universe, that the universe is part of us, and uh, we are part of the universe. And when we, when we realize that, 
we realize that we have a lot more internal power and strength than, uh, than we may have actually thought we had. And so because of that, it means that trusting ourselves and trusting the universe doesn't mean we're just sitting on our butts. We take action and we're looking for options and we're looking for opportunities. We explore how we might be holding ourselves back from achieving what we want, whether it's because of our personas or limiting beliefs or something else, or fear or whatever. I said I needed to have a dedicated house to live in that I was in every week. And I decided I really didn't need that. And that allowed me to start that nomadic travel year. And then I redefined my idea of what a home was for me. Um, over the course of the year, I realized I really didn't need a home. I had spent about 15 years living in hotel rooms when I was working as a consultant. And I was completely okay with not going to the same structure every evening. So I started to ask myself, why am I holding on to this belief that I needed a structure, a, a place to live and put my head down every night? And what I realized was what I really needed was a spiritual sanctuary, which is different than a home. I mean, there's some ways that it's the same, but it is a, a, a different motivator or a purpose for a structure. So I also realized that, you know, that fear about not finding a place to live um, I had to do some more, continue to do work to release it or minimize it so that I could move forward uh, even with that fear. And because I was able to do all of that work, I was far more open. I was more going with the flow. I had given up control uh, and open to the opportunities that came my way. So when the land in Guatemala presented itself, I was able to say yes to the gift that the universe was presenting me. So trusting in the universe and ourselves does also mean, though, that sometimes the thing we are asking for is not the best thing for us. And when I shared an example about my cousin who wanted this one house and it fell through. There was something better waiting for her. Uh, she had a pretty quick turnaround in terms of understanding, gee, there was something better coming. But we may not learn that life lesson, or we may not see the gift of not getting what it is we want uh, for quite some time. And this is a really difficult lesson to learn about trust. After all, if we really want something with all of our heart, shouldn't we be able to get it? Not always. Years ago, when I was going through an extremely difficult time in my life, I had an idea in my mind of exactly how I'd like the situation to resolve itself. Didn't go that way. And I was heartbroken. I mean, I was like a zombie for over a year, unable to really function. I'd go to work and just be glazed over autopilot kind of thing. It was a really, really difficult time. And when it didn't go the way I wanted it to, it made it even worse for me. Today, however, with the gift of time and 2020 hindsight, I can see that the way the situation resolved itself was the right way for me even though it wasn't what I wanted. I wouldn't be where I am doing the work I'm doing if the situation had gone the way I wanted it to. So this idea of recognizing that there's a bigger plan and sometimes when we don't get what we want, it's actually the best thing for us is something else we can do to start to build and grow and maintain trust with the universe. So if we don't get what we want, that's okay too because that's opening the door for something different, maybe even a different, entirely different life path for us. When we trust in the universe, things can come together easily for us. 
And I think we've all been at those points where we've been trying to control everything. We're working hard. We're, I mean, like struggling, working hard, and we're not feeling joyful about what we're, which we're trying to accomplish. And then all of a sudden, one day, it's too much for us. And we're like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. And you release everything, whether it's to a higher power, to the universe, and you say, you know what? You take it. You go do it. You've reached this point of total exhaustion or total discouragement. And you say, you know, I can't do it anymore. When that happens, oftentimes doors open and opportunities present themselves to us. Again, they may not be what we had originally thought, but all of a sudden things start to happen. That's definitely one way you can get to trusting the universe by reaching your, your breaking point. But how much better would it be, would life be, if we didn't get completely burnt out before trusting in the universe? When we release and learn to go with the flow, rather than forcing something to happen, we can start to see all of the ways that the universe is providing for us. There can be little signs that show up as we go along. So, for example, meeting my new friend from France who gave me the reassuring words was a sign that the universe was working on my behalf. So pay attention and look for the ways that you're being supported by the universe. It could be a chance conversation. Maybe there's a small opportunity that presents itself to you. Or maybe something doesn't happen and you realize in retrospect that that thing that didn't happen wasn't right for you in the first place. So it was a good thing. It was a gift that it didn't happen. All of these things are signposts that things are coming together for you. I highly recommend if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling like you're not making any progress, if you're feeling like you're not being supported by the universe or a higher power, to keep a running list or journal of all these little things, these little signs that can really help you see how much progress you're making and how much the universe is helping you. Uh, as you write these things down, you can flip back through the pages uh, if you're doing it an old-fashioned way like I do in a journal or something, and you can say, wow, look at all these things that have happened once I let go and went with the flow. So write them down. Keep a list and a journal. Another thing you can do to help you trust the universe is to connect more with yourself and your intuition. Your intuition is that little voice you hear or feel in your heart or gut that tells you the truth. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about intuition and other times, uh, other ways that you can build trust with the universe. Stay tuned. Dr. Rob Moyer is the director of the Ocean River Institute, and he is passionate about saving the ocean by helping dolphins suffering from nitrogen pollution. Nitrogen is a dangerous pollutant, affecting our oceans, altering ocean ecosystems, and contributing to global warming. The Ocean River Institute provides opportunities to make a difference and encourages people to go the distance for savvy stewardship of a greater and bluer planet Earth. Partnered with organizations from Massachusetts to Florida, Alaska to the Caribbean, the Ocean River Institute's mission is to foster involvement in conservation and environmental monitoring by facilitating grassroots efforts at local and regional levels. Hello, I'm Rob Moyer of the Ocean River Institute. Please visit our website at oceanriver.org. Sign up for free e-alerts. You may call us at 617-661-6647. Our email address is info at Ocean River. Become informed and then act with us. Thank you. America is out of control. 
Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I am your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're talking about trusting the universe and ways that you can trust, things you can do. Just before the break, I was talking about how connecting with yourself and your intuition is another way that you can trust the universe. Your intuition is that little voice that you hear or feel in your heart or in your gut. Uh, It's not in your head. It's in your heart or your gut, and it tells you the truth. The more you can connect with that voice and listen to what it says, the better, even if what it is saying is not what you want to hear. Uh, learning to listen and be objective and say, okay, this is the truth. This is the message I'm getting will help you. So when you listen to and know that truth, you have a better idea of whether or not what you're hoping for is a good, is good for you or right for you. And that knowledge can save you a lot of pain in the future. And I'll tell you uh, from a personal perspective, there have been two times in my life where I've ignored that little voice and plunged on ahead, trying to force what I wanted to happen to happen. And in both cases, I worked really hard and I did make it happen, at least for a little bit, uh, in spite of all the warning signals and feelings that I was having in my gut. And guess what? Both of them completely blew up and fell apart. Uh, The losses that I had from those two instances were the biggest losses I've ever had in my life. And while they did help shape me and they put me on a certain path, I do believe I probably could have been more gently led to that path if I had heeded my gut and heeded my intuition and listened to it. So in other words, there are two ways to get to a certain path, the easy aligned with the flow way or the difficult forcing it to happen way, which may cause you a lot of pain. So I always vote for the easy go with the flow kind of way now. Uh, And I no longer ignore that voice or that feeling in my gut and in my heart because I found it never steers me wrong. As you go through your life and you're trusting the universe, also trust the feelings that you're getting about the situation. They are ways that you, your higher self, the universe, which are all really the same thing, communicate with you and give you feedback about what you're trying to manifest or accomplish. So actively connect with your inner knowing and do so without judgment. Do so without expectation for getting an answer that you want to get. Instead, trust the information you get and let that be a pointer for you on your next steps in life. So we have talked about a lot today and just to kind of summarize the things you can do to get better at trusting the universe. The first is to let go of control uh, of every single aspect of what it is that you're trying to create. Have an idea of what it is that you want, but don't let it try to control how it's created or the steps that need to be done. Go with the flow. Two, 
identify and let go of any fears or limiting beliefs you may have that could prevent you from manifesting. Three, have patience. Not everything happens immediately. Four, recognize that you are the universe, that it exists within you. You are an empowered human being. You don't need to wait for some separate entity to, quote, grant your wishes or grant things to you. Five is to trust in yourself. Six, listen to your intuition and your gut. Seven, recognize that sometimes when you don't get what you want, it's for your higher good and is a gift. And eight, keep track of the things that do come together for you. These are great signs that things are working on your behalf and can keep you motivated, positive, and trusting. So as you move forward trying these eight different things, you should start to see things coming together for you a bit more. You're going more in the flow. Things should be coming together more easily. And you'll find also that you're not having these, um, say, emotional ups and downs of, you know, excitement and disappointment, excitement and disappointment as you're going after a goal. You should be far more steady in a... I'm going to say a positive state, a steady positive state, uh, recognizing and feeling gratitude for what's coming to you. I want to thank you very much for joining us today and uh, talking more about trusting in the universe. If you're looking for more information on trust or information on how I can help you trust, visit my website at spiritevolution.co or shoot me an email at admin at spiritevolution.co. I hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. This has been Living a Courageously Authentic Life with host Jennifer Monahan. Listen each week as Jennifer helps you get down to the core of who you are, discover and connect to your inner spark, and bring that forward consistently and consciously in your day-to-day life. Here on Jennifer Monahan's Living a Courageously Authentic Life. been listening to the bbm global network the ideas views and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas views and opinions of the bbm global network company